Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Next in Time podcast. I'm your host, ST, and today our guest is none other than Sako M, who is the founder and CEO of GoUp. He is someone who's looking to revolutionize open source code and build a community of open source developers. So Sako, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're able to, you know, wait, get up on a Saturday morning to be able to come on this on this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I presume you were just so bit. I think when we, before we started talking, you were busy with a lot of things that happened this week that you kind of overslept and missed out on <laughs> several missed out on a previous recording. <laughs> uh, yeah, this week particularly was one of the busiest. We had back-to-back events and. Before holidays, we were trying to catch the momentum yeah. and the disruption was going around GPT and bringing folks together to talk about. So it took some effort. So definitely. What does GPT mean? Generative processing. This is the one OpenAI introduced. Let me actually look for acronym, but it's more around AGI, artificial generative intelligence. Yeah. So basically it's talking like human language understand and you ask the question and you can get any type of code and like you need like an ai bot that speak that talks yeah makes sense so what is i mean do you is so with what you're trying to build with trying to build the open source community in a way like why do you feel like that's necessary yeah so regarding gpt i just a quick partition table but i'm not sure how much yeah Okay. Sorry, I was going to ask, like, why is, uh, do you feel like you want to build this open source, like, community? Why I want to build? So the way I see the trends going, more and more people um, on the side start their own project. And uh, the longevity of any project, more and more, depends on the making them open source and uh, available to everyone. And so, like... I think at some point, more and more, we're moving to the point where software will be as much as customized, as much as uh, free. And then you will charge based on, like, from SaaS, basically moving to the model as a service model. Yeah. Where more and more the mach- computers or machines will write the code for us, you will. Yeah, remember that it saves a lot of developers' sanity in a way because you know a lot of a lot of people out a lot of developers who want to create code. It's very you have to put in a lot of their brain power to create create it, and that kind of I think this is what's looking to help uh, you know save that sanity, right? <laughs> At this point, yes, I think the main thing is coming the the. The cost of the com- compute is coming down with also decent advancement in fusion and so forth, where you get this uh, cheaper e- energy, which can you can have more compute, and the cost also intelligence artific- artificial is coming down, which means with having these two things, we can move the things will start even get moving faster than used to be. I got it. So it's very, because I've noticed like the changes in the past many, in the past 10, 20 years before you used to have like larger systems to be, and then we had to code manually from, from the, from the ground up. Now that we have more software tools and more basically what we call the storage capacity and memory, I think is that the reason. And also because now that we've moved to the cloud, 
I think is that the reason why there are more and more developers coming into the forefront right now? Because before people say develop, people always called developers as like these nerdy folks. Like we just like write work on the computer. Now that more and more like ordinary people are coming in and becoming developers themselves. Is it, only, is it because of the open source code or what's the thing? Yeah, I think it's in a way also human nature to over time make things easier. And once things easier, people moving what's the next, what's the next difficult thing or hard thing to work on. And uh, just starting writing code and running it and your own website is became so much easier with uh, so many tools and what you mentioned, especially also the cloud providers, they have also even the free tire you can start. And when it comes to learning so many online uh, courses, tutorials and so forth that people can go and basically anyone who can read and can go just find all these resources they, they the resources are there and freely available and uh another thing i think like also just moving for the digitalization and uh, as part of the globalization and and also covid i, I think it's a bit uh, increase the speed uh the technology is not binded to any location anymore. Anywhere that is internet available, they can go and do it. So, All right. and so that makes sense. All right, let's get to know more about you, Sako. Tell me about more about where you come from and why have you become someone like how what made you come to Silicon Valley and what made you become like this person who wants to you know, work in technology? So yeah, I'm originally from Azerbaijan. It's 10 million small country uh, in uh, close in the seaside of the Caspian Sea. So my I, st I studied my bachelor in computer science and I was working in the telecommunication and working with uh, the, our customer, I could see more and more the security was becoming a thing. More and more customers were asking questions related to the security. And I decided to do my master in security. So I moved in 2015 to France to pursue my degree there. And uh, after I graduated, I did some internship over there also in company like SAP and stuff. And after my graduation, uh, I shortly worked in Germany. And right for SAP? Uh, no, it was from Hopper huh? after SAP. I, I just get called email over LinkedIn or in Silicon Valley. There is early career talent program for a year for graduates. You can pass the interview with uh, big tech companies or startups here. And if all looks good, they will bring you for a year and you work for them. And it worked out. So in 2017, I came uh, to Bay Area and I worked for the year Nginx. That's how my open source journey started with Nginx. We had a open source project for that. We basically for the it was it called it was called Engine Mesh. And what it was, we were providing alternate solution to Envoy with Nginx. After a year, company decided uh, to shut down the project. So, and I also felt the need. <laughs> to get a bit more degrees and advance in software engineering. So 
I did another master degree in software engineering. Where'd you and study? Then, <clears throat> huh? Where'd you study? At ITU. It was in San Jose. The... So in France or where is this? No, no, it was here in San Jose. San, oh, San Jose. Jose. Oh, San Jose. Okay. I was like, okay. Sometimes the accent kind of gives me like, gives me an impression that yeah. you said in France. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. That that it was my third master. So <laughs> one, one was in France, one was here. And yeah, that's how I started worked for OpenGov and currently working for the company called Gladly. Uh, it's customer care platform as a DevOps slash security engineer in infrastructure side. And the thing is, when you work as a DevOps and security specialist, you use a lot of open source projects. The biggest one was Kubernetes, which was a game changer. So, well, well, tell me about what Kubernetes is, because uh, you know the average person cannot really oh, understand yeah. every, well, yeah. every level complicated version, everything about the cloud. Or even about software engineering, so I just need you to explain what Kubernetes Kubernetes is. I mean, I know personally, but I just want to yeah. have you explain. Yeah, Kubernetes is container orchestration mechanisms. So the thing is, application we used to run the first in physical machines, and then we had like next generation was in virtual machines, where you have guest operating system which you run your application stack, and uh, Kubernetes was the project internally Google was using for years. It was called Borg, which come today they use. So they decided to open source it and, and the version they called Kubernetes, which was a disruption because at that time also Docker prior to that came with a term like containerization. It means your application and your dependency is a library you bundle together and you can run anywhere in your machine and or in the production systems. So in a way, Kubernetes enables the orchestration of that, that you can run all these containers and manage them. And you don't... So what are containers? Like containers are like sets of programs or what's that? So con container, in a way, you write the manifest and uh, you don't need a whole operating system to run your application, basically. Oh, yeah. It bundles your application code plus its libraries together and then you can run it in anywhere. Okay. And so now fast forward to your current uh, venture, Go Up, right? Yes. And so you're you like you decide to start this uh, hustle, the side what you call the side hustle. Yeah. But you're trying what you're trying to do as like as a visionary is you're trying to make the uh, make make open source develop open source development more more open, I guess, as they say, like more and more open to the wider communities that what you're trying to pursue? What's the overall vision of what you're building? So overall vision in general, I like to generate the value for others. And one of the problems I was seeing, there are so many good engineers, but it, because it takes so much time to share the knowledge, build a community, you know, like, uh, it's not about just writing code, basically, when you start a side gig. So I said, okay, maybe I can come with the platform <laughs> that can make my job easier to run a community, to running, making events, you know, like if any training or blog and all, all these things. At the same time, it can help for others. Whoever doesn't have any community, but who has something valuable to share, it will be much easier for them. 
laptop. That was the initial idea. So that's why I did the first uh, uh, first webinar myself, but then was uh, asked a couple of folks around, and mostly the target audience was open source creators. And how long have you been working on this this venture? So I, as I did, it started in 2017, and uh, I did like in, on the paper. I just write down idea and pass to a couple of folks. I felt they have a good experience and so forth. They could do it, but uh, nobody was convinced, or I wasn't able to convince. So I ended up starting myself in 2018. So you just did it yourself. You just built the whole platform and everything yourself, or what's the? Yeah. So because first I was thinking it will be faster. Who has already the community? They can go and just do it, and uh, I can be the one who has in here and there the knowledge want to share. I can go and use the platform and share. Uh, but it didn't. <laughs> it, it didn't work. So I needed just to start myself. And I started the first webinar with two people joined. I just put in a couple Facebook groups <laughs> about it. And so at the moment, I think we have already completed 50 just webinars and a couple uh, networking events and in person and so forth. So tell me about what the typical, like, like what does your platform do? Like, do you, I mean, you hold events, you try to bring people to, like, do you normally just use these events and platforms to bring people to the platform, or do you try to, like, build events through the platform? So the thing is, uh, we had, like, community in Slack over 2,000 folks and so forth. So most of the, it wasn't really product we built out there. It was more like learning in person and online meetings, how run and so forth. Uh, and just write, writing like playbooks and get getting uh, to see how, how we can make it easier. And we were hiring every 10 session new community manager and every webinar was lead by different and speakers usually these, these webinars consist of just how to do open how to do code like how programming works or something like that or coding or like some of that or it's more case? advanced like more educated and concept side because that's the piece becomes uh over time becomes more and more re relevant won't use its validity it's not really uh for the junior dev developers more like senior people and talking about the concept piece open source creator uh, for example they tell, have me one, tell me yeah tell, tell us one example of what that of that content uh, what, what it is okay so for example we had a speaker uh, uh creator of envoy successful load balancer pro project matt klein so he came and talked about past present and future of the project so whoever wanted for example join contribute to the product they could see okay a bit about history how started and any mistakes and what currently they're working on and what they're planning so it was interesting whoever want to join to that project they could come and ask their question and uh, hear from the creator itself himself or if they are willing to go and start a similar project and very much so that it is a very 
it just, I mean, how many people are there on the platform at the moment, like using this platform? So we were using the Slack and we had on the Slack 2200, but I realized Slack is not really a good way to working with community and you have to keep engaging because it's a bit hard for me. And you, as a creator, you don't get much into the visibility of analytics of community and so forth tracking. And it's the free version also after 10,000 messages getting deleted. So it didn't work well. So that's the thing I am working on bringing something first for uh, as a creator, open source creator to manage it. For example, you have accounts in Twitter, LinkedIn and so forth, how you can avoid duplicate efforts, manage it through the CLI or through the simple interface. And then second piece will be plugging the community piece, what you mentioned that. Got it. And so now more, so in terms of the future, like in terms of the next couple of years and when you're trying to build this, like, is there any sort of a big vision that you want to do or what you want to pursue or what's the case with the go up in general in the future? Yeah. So we were doing since project started a lot of collaboration. So collaboration is a key for me, not just doing myself or just uh, all together. So you just, find the puzzle you want to do and then integrating with other puzzles. So that, that's a key part of the collaboration. So you have to be clear, hey, this is going to be my contribution. So when it comes to open source project, let's say you have the idea. This is your puzzle. That's the product you want to build. Yeah. And you tell, okay, I want to work on just the coding part. Now you need some people gonna use it some people gonna run the event and do the educative piece of the project and so forth so when and it means you need now value exchange platform so now in high level it's more think about you have the point system it's not just you get the value you also give back the value value yeah. so you contribute you help others you get some points and then same time they help and go and um do you think that you know, is this like more like a good opportunity for even aspiring developers to get to to get get into with your product or do you think it's just going to be like well, you only want to focus on like high level senior level program de like developers yeah i think that's the junior developer will be able to come and that's where the projects you you started they go to acceleration mode they can come and you will have, for example, for that project, you can uh, hire from the platform, somebody senior level will make a courses, trainings to lower the bar, to start contributing. And then these people, universities and so forth. In the past, I talked also with some of my professor and they were also interested because I feel also, while I was in the school project called Job Hacks, helping to track the, their job application and I too was students were using it because especially in in school at school when you are you have these small projects class projects I think in a way it's sometimes also going to the waste nobody is using or benefiting so but open source the, why not they you connect and align this with their courses 
and they help product to get better. And so do you think this could be good? I, I here's what I was thinking in my own thoughts while, while you were giving the explanation. Maybe if you could have this appeal to like a lot of CS students in college, computer science students, like whoever wants to contribute to a project rather than, you know, because, you know, the, a lot of these students have to go through internships to be able to get into companies, right? What if they were to give them a chance? And also it takes internships and also by the time, and always they always been told that you have to create your own project by yourself, right? Now, I mean, I've been through the developer process myself. I tried to learn and I realized I was not really creative on that front. I I can, all, I'm not a good leader when it comes to development. I only know how to follow like a more competent developer, like saying, okay, this is what you the requirements are. You just do that. So do you think that could be something like where, okay, a lot of college students or even CS students and even other people in tech and technical schools, they need some experience, hands-on experience on projects, which they can't find the internet because there's just too many different, like too many different like platforms, too many different things. You just need to find the right platform where, okay, you're at least you have projects available for you to work on while you try to, you know, well, at least you get you can get the experience. You can get the opportunity if they, if you can do if if they develop a strong product during college, like working with you, then they could you know hire them full time. Is that is there a possibility that you're trying to pursue that part? Exactly. So working together, the collaboration piece. It's also about the cultural fit. So they can come and join project, but there is also, for example marketing side of it yeah like how you're gonna promote the event and so on. and then you have some students from the mbas or marketing or finance and stuff they can come and open source can be the project they can come together and yeah. collaborate yeah because i i'll tell you the funny thing is when i graduated from from my from grad school when i got a master's degree in uh, business when I came back, I, there was no jobs in, in business because COVID just ruined the whole thing. And then I was forced into going back into the IT side, <laughs> which I, I mean, I, it's not, it's the market that told me to go back to the IT side. And I kind of struggled. I felt like I didn't have the right project experience because there's just way too many, it's just, it's just way too many hurdles and the people they have, a, like, I think a lot of developers out there, they just have a sense of superiority in a way. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to like dis any developer. It's just some people said that, okay, you have to be like perfect in what you do when you try to be a developer. So do you think it's like, do you think there's also like opportunities to like teach like people who want to be developers, but you know, cause there's like a lot of barriers at times. So my philosophy is, the best way to learn to get to be involved in the real project and seeing the you are the value generating for others it's not just going following the tutorial and stuff so all these projects like go up the job hacks and for example dependency management another project i'm working for the open source track and stuff all coming from my personal as uh, like i'm trying to solve some problem and i don't find it any relevant, I'd say, okay, maybe I should just create myself. And then think, okay, how how to share it with the people having the similar problem. So from that perspective, you you don't really need to look for a job. I think it's a journey. It's your, if you look at your career path, 
you always have to do something. So open source is a way, it's always there. Nobody can, you go learn the project and you talk to the creator or just you can pull requests, yeah, like create and then they will accept. If not, if you don't like the communities that is not fit, you go to some other project. And I'm sure there are enough project that they need help. Especially Especially, is, there, is there like a major hub for a lot of startups who want to get their product, their MVP built? Is that, a, is that a good, do you feel like this is a good platform for that? Exactly. So there, there are a lot of also in the past folks reaching out, telling, okay, we can't pay money, but we are happy to sh give some shares of the company and get community help. But then uh, need to somebody come and um, kind of take that commitment because let's say if it's that directly collaboration between the university student and uh, the sub founder if they don't meet deadline and so forth what's the process around it so some organization or need to be the, the interface between them and if they don't get down finding and alternate somebody else could do the job and but there, there there is quite a bit of need for that like well, going they, forward i think going forward now that ai i think there's a lot of uh, many emerging technology trends including ai blockchain i mean now even though with crypto crashing there's still more potential for blockchain to come in and web3 to come in and you know have these uh, the next stage of applications come to the web i think it was like ai blockchain crypto metaverse and all these different technology trends coming in i mean there's also there's there could be the next frontier of uh, technology in, in general do you think your i mean yours is like the place where okay you want to accommodate different types of trends right in technology yeah and make it something simple or like for example, the process like that, you have the idea or your early stage founder and how you can bootstrap and move faster yeah. with less effort, like, and especially with the mar market now and next year, probably, we will have limited job opportunities, a lot of companies also shrinking and you shouldn't especially it will be also hard for the graduates and so forth and i think open source is one of the options uh, they can go first while they're looking for the job they want to do and so forth or they go and create one right, cool and so where in terms of the future where do you see it going uh the, the project itself the project itself so I think we had done so far. So usually I'm taking time to learn. Yeah, like for the couple, of years, it was more talking to people, all these open source creators, the community, you know, like talking to understanding better. I think now it's getting more and more uh, viable to put something simple. First, while we do the events, also we'll continue for the uh, next year for uh, building some GPTA community in the Bay Area and doing some online and so forth to make our job easier. And we are uh, based in, we are strongly 
combined uh, with also Hacker Dojo, which provides the space and taking a lot of hassles for us. Uh, it's a non-profit yeah. uh, co-working space. So the plan will be first all these before event, during and after event things to do some uh, automation over there to make it easier for us, ourselves. And then for the audience, either will be schools or the senior level people working for the companies want to start their own side gig. And so now I think we're going to wrap up our part of this episode. Um, just want to ask one final question. What advice would you give to people out there and who are trying to build their own, like who are trying to create something big for the future? Uh, I would say first thing, find the thing like you enjoy doing. That's where you call it passion or whatever. It, it doesn't matter like it's old or new technology. You, you like doing and at the same time, you generate value for others. You talk, you hear the people's problem or your problem. Most of my nature, the project I work, they come from my own experience. I am trying to solve first my problem and then thinking, okay, how I can scale and share with others having the same problem. So have a passion what you do. Second, generating value. And if you have these two things and be nice and bring together people like you that they, they won't block you, but they will inspire, create some synergy the cultural fit of people okay. and you should be fine and just keep doing yeah like start and incremental add things but be consistent on adding the future and stuff and but don't be over ambitious i will say yeah right, don't cool. try to do too many things at one shot Sounds good, Sako. Thank you so much for coming on the Next in Time podcast, and I'm looking forward to seeing how you, the world of open source changes in the next couple of years. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Esti. It was really a pleasure talking to you.